You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. I've got my list. You got your list? I got mine. I've been just, I've been furiously retyping it as well. Yeah. I, so many rewrites. So many times I had to go back and think, no, I don't like that choice. I have to go back. Sunday afternoon, I spent about two hours on it. And then Mm -hmm. Monday evening, I think it was, I fiddled around with it. Um, And I'm still not overly happy with some of the choices, but I, you know, what can you do? Mm -hmm. Well, the the good thing is this won't actually happen. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You won't get these actors. You mean you haven't haven't had these people coming in reading for for your script for you? For reading for the characters. Yeah. No, I, I'm waiting for uh, Michael Straczynski to get back to me. Oh my god. Um, we, we've been chatting back and yeah. forth, back and forth, but he, he's uh, been working on rockets with Elon Musk and he's trying to get into the new Doctor Who showrunner thing, so it's it's really complicated right now. It's poor, it's poor. I mean, I've had all these actors come in and read for me. Um, you know, I've had to, and some of them yeah. I've, I've moved around as well. So. Oh, the casting couch, huh? <laughs> nice. Oh. That's it. <laughs> Right, should we uh, should we dive in? Or are we going to call this the Cosmic Pizza Casting Couch? Ooh, <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait to hear your guys's list. Yeah. Mine uh, it's is gonna be, outrageously yeah. ridiculous. Good because mine's mine's sort of yeah. plausible. Also, <laughs> yeah. is mine definitely plausible? None of these guys are dead. Yeah, so. yeah. Yes, that's true. Yeah, none of these ones have died, uh, and uh, it, this is. I don't know. I don't know what I've done, to be honest. We'll we'll figure it out. Right, there we go. Right. Welcome to the Cosmic Pizza Podcast, the show of all sorts that sorts all by serving up a slice of life. What is your order? Ah, I see. The special it is. We'll be there to deliver ASAP. It was the dawn of the third takeaway. Welcome to the special delivery of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Hitch, and with me today is... Paul from the UK. And Sean from Canada. And we're here to serve you a delicious slice of life. Um, What exactly are we doing, guys? We're having so much fun. It's the Babylon 5 (laughs) Cosmic Pizza Casting Couch, Dan. Oh, yeah. So whose idea was this then? It, it maybe I, maybe I, it was Dan's, maybe it was mine, maybe it was I, all of ours. I think like you know we did a bit. Uh, John said something, I said something, you said something. I I don't know. It all kind of comes together, doesn't it? In the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the big yeah. mixing pot. Yes. Delicious okay. ingredients. <laughs> <laughs> well, we we're going to split this, this podcast into two bits. I think, aren't we? We're, we're going to do a. A Babylon Five recast. What would happen if we were to, if we were to create um, or reboot 
Babylon 5, but cast it with people who are alive now and are with us now, or, or you know, and rather than just bringing out the old cast, we can um, you know, give it a new lease of life. What, who, who would we pick? And then after that, we have a big announcement. Mm. But more of that later. Intrigue, intrigue. Mm. So how do we want to do this? Do we want to uh, just each of us go in turn and do our entire list? Or do we want to take individual characters and we'll do a round robin? Uh, what do you think? Individual characters? Yeah, individual characters works. Yeah, we might we might find a happy ground and we'll like make a super list from all of our three put together. We could do, we could do, and we we may have a list here that's slightly different. We may have characters that each other doesn't have, but that's not a problem. We can throw them into the mix. Sounds good. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Let's just jump into it. Yeah. Go should we it. should we start at the top for the season one of Babylon Five? Should we go with Commander Sinclair? That's how I started mine. Um, and I don't know if you guys have decided to keep the exact same scripts that JMS had back 25 years ago, and we're just using all the same scripts. We're updating the CGI, but we're just throwing mm -hmm. in new actors. That's how I've decided to do mine. We're using all the same old scripts with, with a little bit of tweaking here and there because of maybe some gender swaps. Paul, have you gone the same route? Similar. Um, I've uh, gone a bit more generic. I've just gone uh, for... Um, Instead of uh, spe specific characters, I've gone mm -hmm. for positions. Oh, so ah. um, it, it's a bit more sort of generic. Yeah, we can run it across all of the uh, um, yeah, all of the seasons, and uh, hopefully, okay. hopefully, nobody will leave. Nobody will. Because uh, yeah, the way See, the way I saw it is, I kept all the same characters, all mm -hmm. their same mm -hmm. names and everything. I've just plugged in new actors. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I went a different route in that it's still the same show, but I was imagining what if uh, uh, J. Michael Straczynski actually wrote this as a book back in the 90s and now HBO have picked it up and they're throwing all their money in this like book adaptation of this fantastic sci-fi series with the big arc. And what if they threw all the names at it and we've got big name stars, but we've got undiscovered talent. You know, what if this was the HBO Game of Thrones type ad adaptation of Babylon 5? Um, so all the characters are the same. The stories might be the same, uh, but who, what actor would fill that role? if they were slightly tweaked just to be a little bit more up to date mm. and perhaps more relevant to the time. You see, there's the writer in you there. <laughs> Coming up with ideas I just, like that. I just want someone to pick up my books, please. <laughs> in 20 years, HBO, please, whatever I end up writing. What do you mean? Like Bubbles the Pirate in Space. The pirate. Yeah. <laughs> pirates in All space. men must rhyme. Yes, pirates in <laughs> space. My name is Mud. Harry Mud. Do you think I should? Or do you think I would? <laughs> Even if I could. <laughs> anyway, nobody's going to pick that up. So let's move on. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. No, it's fine. Forget okay, it. so we're starting with uh, Jeffrey right. Sinclair, are we? We are okay. indeed. All right. Well, right. I, I guess uh, sure. I'll, I'll do my pick. And uh, I chose the one and only Anson Mount. Oh. Oh, that's he's unfortunate. A choice. He, he's he's only in the first season because he's got yeah. to do lots of uh, mm. uh, strange new worlds. Uh, he's the captain over there, so he he is on hiatus from Star Trek to to do Jeffrey Sinclair for the first season. Interesting. Mm. I like that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he is the thoughtful captain. He is like the, the Pike is, is sort of got that emotional side. So as Sinclair, so that makes, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, Paul. Okay. Well, I've, I've gone, um, thought a bit more about, you know, the, 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 the commander or the, uh, you know, Sinclair and, um, uh, Sheridan, uh, Sheridan, uh, both of them, they were quite sort of actiony. They did get involved in a few fist fights and fights and mm. shooting and then that sort of thing. So you need somebody who, who's you know quite a tall guy, quite a big guy that can ha- handle himself in a fight. Um, so I was thinking, and also, but but somebody who's who's presidential, who can who can move into that role later on and become president of the you know the universe, if you like. Mm. So I went for Dennis Haysbert. Dennis Haysbert was in uh, The Unit, which was a special forces mm. uh, program, and was in 24. He played the president in 24. So, therefore, his credentials are right there. He's presidential. He's action-y. He can take a fight, you know, throw a few punches, but he's very thoughtful, very commanding in his performance. Got a fantastic, rich, deep voice. Mm. Mm. But... Uh, a bit like you at the moment, Dan, uh, for some reason. Yes, yes, very gravelly, gravelly yeah. voice. <laughs> so that was my choice, Dennis Haysbert. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. Um, you see, Sinclair is only in for the first season. And I was thinking, if this is the HBO adaptation, Sean Bean was only in the first season of Game of Thrones. So we need a really big star to carry the first season to get people interested, even though he'll be taken away, he might come and back for guest star roles later in other episodes, or maybe he'll be there for a flashback or two. Um, but I wanted someone who had kind of a spirituality about him because of what eventually happens with Sinclair. And we find out why he has that, that memory loss later on and all these kinds of things. But there is that commanding presence. There's a, a guy who knows how to use a gun. He can get into a fight, but he has a spiritual kind of relaxed kind of presence. Um, it's going to be pr- crazy. It's going to be a bit weird, but go with me here. He's the right age, the same age as Michael O'Hare was when he took on Babylon five. He's the same age now. Keanu Reeves. Oh, I like it. He, he definitely nice. has that presence. You got that kind of the, the John Wick aspects. So you can do the action scenes with him, but then you've got that spirituality, that kind of, Hey man, everything's okay. He's got that relaxed sense about him. Uh, I just, I thought that could work and it's just for one season. And then it may be a couple of pickups every now and then throughout the season when they come back. That's excellent. Yeah. I like yeah. It. Good. Yeah. That works well. Hmm. There we go. Uh, should we go for the next one? Ivanova. Controversial, this one. Yeah, I think we all just picked uh, Claudia Christian to reprise her role. Yeah. Yeah, I really Absolutely. wanted her back. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's... I did pick someone else eventually, but okay. Claudia Christensen, just as an older version of Ivanova, there would be so many stories you could do with that. Oh, for sure, for sure. Oh, perfect. Yeah, it's absolutely perfect, the role. No no need to change that at all. Um, mm. She. You could you could not recast that role to anybody else. No, you, you wouldn't want to. It, it wouldn't be the same. It no. wouldn't be the same. No, she's, she's amazing. Uh, did you attempt to try? Did anyone sort of nope. no think about? Didn't even, didn't even think about <laughs> it. No. Nope. You see, I went for the same first name, and it's Claudia Black from Farscape uh, and Stargate uh, as a possible backup. I can see that. And you know, maybe she was a relative, and then we could get Claudia Christensen to be 
her elder mother or a relative or someone just so we can get her in as the as the little you know cameo for the knowing audience Mm -hmm. um you know maybe she was involved in some radio uh, adaptation of this book that j michael straczynski bought uh, wrote in the 90s and it's like oh the fans oh we know who that person is uh so yeah claudia black would have been my Mm. more modern pick Yeah. yeah that's okay too yeah that works yeah pretty good okay uh, hang on a second. I'm just going to bring up my list again. It's on my phone. It keeps on going dark. Um, I actually went uh, so in rank order. So Franklin as the Doctor is next uh-huh. for me. Okay. Did we go for a, flank- a Franklin? Yeah, I've got I Franklin did. on my list. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Sean? I picked Mike Coulter, who played Luke Cage in the Netflix series. Wow. Ooh, yeah. Ooh, that's an interesting pick. Hmm. He's what was the thinking on that one? Well, he's got a very, what, what? very commanding presence, and mm. if, if you've seen him in the TV show Evil, he's also very caring and kind, and spiritual. Mm. So I, I think he'd be perfect. That's pretty good. Yeah, pretty good. I like that. Yeah, yeah. Paul. Um, so I um, wanted somebody who have maybe played the Doctor before, or even had that sort of presence. And I, I don't think there's, I mean. There's a couple of people that have played doctors on shows for long periods of time. Um, you know, George Clooney was one. Um, a number of people in that show, you know, ER and all that, think, you know, could have any one of those could have taken it. But I went a little bit further back than that. I wanted somebody who was the best, the best surgeon ever, who could, if he wanted to, adapt himself to different things, you know, different aliens and things. So I went for Alan Alder from Mash. Mm. Wow. Mm. Okay. So and nice because he, he when it when he does serious he does serious mm. and he can also throw in a lot of comedy if you want or a little mm. bit of comedy if you need so that sort of mixture um, was very good he would he would be able to turn around and have have the presence to tell um, somebody like Dennis Haysbert who's my obviously my commander he could tell him what he's going to do you know no you're not going to fiddle with my patient this is my patient you're not touching him I'm doing this I'm going to make him and. Every time he does something, it's it's for the benefit of the patient. Yeah, the patient always comes mm-hmm. first. No matter who it is, mm-hmm. yeah. he's purely going to fix that patient. And, and he's got the gravitas of an elder statesman, so it's excellent. Exactly. He's, and he's that's still true. with us, so yeah, that still works. Nice. Yeah. No, I like that. Mm. Um, see, I went for someone younger because uh, – Franklin is younger than the rest of the cast. Every time on every pick, I tried to pick actors that are roughly in the same age as when the actors who did the original show were. Um, So I've gone for Donald Glover, who was in Community Mm -hmm. and is also uh, Childish Gambino, the uh, singer. Uh, He was in the running to play Spider-Man at one point as well. Um, He, I believe, voiced Miles Morales in... One of the Spider-Man, and I'm trying to think which one it is. It might be Into the Spider-Verse. It might be one of the other animated shows, and I'm trying to think what one it is. But uh, he was in Community, and I absolutely adore that comedy. He could play the comedy aspect, and he can play the really sweet and serious side. Uh, there are many times where he he sort of, he's able to break down. He's been very emotional, and then he's in charge of the situation as well. He played sort of the lovable jock who is smarter than he actually appears to be. Um, he has all of the 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 side of Franklin that we later find out when he goes on walkabout a few series in, when he has to sort of rediscover himself. That's what 
uh, Donald Glover's character does sort of through community. He leaves the show to go and find himself. He literally goes on a ver- uh, on a journey. Uh, we never see the character again, unfortunately, in the series, but he has that emotional journey and it's almost the same as Franklin's. Hmm. Uh, and that's purely the reason I chose him. Very good. Yeah, good pick. There we go. Uh, I went for Garibaldi next. Uh-huh. Who did Chief you, of security. Who did you yep. pick? Um, mine is Colin Ferguson. Now, not many people might know who this person is. Um, again, I was a big fan of A Town Called Eureka back in the early noughts and also a show called Haven, uh, which was back in the 10s, 2010s. Um, he played the sheriff of the town of Eureka, which is a super secret government town where they are testing the latest technology. And it's been going since the 50s. And he's the dumb sheriff who just by accident ends up in the town and has to save the day every single day. Uh, He is the, the kind of guy who has to deal with all of the problems of all these super smart people but he outsmarts them all the time because he is that natural sheriff. Uh, And Garibaldi being sort of the hard-boiled detective with a past, I liked the idea that they could always call back to him being the sheriff of a little tiny district, maybe in the scripts, and just say, like, oh, it's not the same as when you were you know, back home on Earth and, and in this little town. And it, it would be a callback for us, talking about Eureka, but it would also be for the character as well, uh, having this uh, other past that people don't uh, always want to talk about. And of course, he's played a, a sheriff before, so he he's got the bona fides to to work through a murder problem or a murder mystery or uh, anything else going on in the station. Uh, so for me, it just just because he's played a security chief slash sheriff before, that's why I picked him. Very good. Yeah, very good. It's from your neck of the woods, uh, Sean. Oh, is that right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Montreal, Canada. No, I've, I, I must admit, I don't know him. I've not seen him. Yeah, before, yeah. So. funny, funny guy. It, it again, it's it's the same way because the actor uh, Jerry Doyle was so funny in real life as well. I've seen some interviews with Colin Ferguson, and he just cracks everyone up. He's always telling jokes, so I just wanted that same personality, that jokey personality in the actor to match the character. How about you, Sean? I chose. Wait for it, Steve Buscemi. Oh, that would be good. Oh, I can see that one. Nobody plays a sad sack as good as Steve Buscemi. <laughs> Shut up, Donnie. You know, if you've seen Big Lebowski, he's he's <laughs> such a good actor. He's highly underrated. He was uh, a fireman, so he's got that commanding presence too. So True. He's, I think he's perfect. Mm. Mm. That is a strong choice. And somebody you yeah. wouldn't expect. Mm. Yeah. I've yeah. I've loved him in. Have you seen Miracle Workers, the the sort of anthology show that's been going on? It's with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and Steve Buscemi, and then the other rest of the cast always change every series, oh. and every setup every season is completely different. The first season, they're in uh, God's um, offices, having to run the Earth, and God decides, I'm just giving up now. I'm just going to switch the Earth off, and Steve Buscemi is God, and he's just this hipster, hippie God who doesn't really pay attention to anything, and mm-hmm. Daniel Radcliffe is the, the guy in charge of all the admin office, trying to desperately save the Earth with all the paperwork he can possibly find. Then the 
second season, it's a bit like Blackadder, Paul, where um, they then go to the medieval England and Steve Buscemi is, um, he's the, the the poorest present you can think of in all of the village. And Daniel Radcliffe is the completely useless prince. And every season is just completely different setup and they're in different characters. But Steve Buscemi plays things like that. He plays out their roles, which I think, yeah, Garibaldi fits perfectly. Paul? Um, I went for somebody. Oh, sorry, I was trying to work out what I was looking at, uh, him up for. Um, I've gone for somebody who is uh, similar in looks, uh, but maybe not so much in height. He's a little shorter, but he's still a big, uh, big guy. Somebody who can put up a bit of a fight when you need to. He's getting on a bit now, but really, uh, Garibaldi was, he, although he's a big fella, he, he was quite cumbersome for his size. So he, he could get into a fight, but he was never really, you know, Zippy agile. and agile, so very agile. Be, yeah. Mm. So, uh, so in in some respects, uh, this person is is similar uh, because of his age. He he would be a little less uh, um, uh, agile, so he might have to have a, an assistant, which I'll come to later. Uh, but I'm going for Michael Keaton. Ooh, mm. I like it. Similar, similar mm. looks. You know, very similar look. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Um, he, he's got that. He's got that presence. Uh, he's got the eyes that can you know really. You know, stare out, stare anybody. He'd be great as a security officer, interrogating people and and you know getting the getting out of the money really needs. Um, he can do uh, he can do comedy. He can do little one liners like he's like he did in sure. Batman. Yeah. Um, and he's just an all round all round actor. And, and you know he's I think he'd just be perfect for that uh, for that role. But want to tell all your friends about me, Garibaldi. <laughs> be good. I am Garibaldi. I am Garibaldi. He could he could come in with the suit on, you know. He could come in with the back with the cowl on one day, just come in from the ceiling. <laughs> well, sure. He he was very quirky. He had uh, he had that motorcycle. He had the Daffy Duck picture. He he's quirky. So yeah, that would That's work. It. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Very true. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. Uh, to complete the human crew, I did do a Talia Winters. Yeah, uh, so did I. Did anyone have a Talia? Oh, yeah, I've got all the characters. Uh, Mm -hmm. Oh, well, they, well, you know it far better than I. I just purely based it on season one and a few characters I remember that creep in later on. Uh, so, Sean, what did you go for? I picked for Talia Winters, Monica Potter. She played the wife of Nick Cage's character in 1997's Con Air. Mm. Now I see it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The same pretty blondness. Uh, yes, I, I know she's been in other stuff. I think she was in that TV show Nashville or something, which I never watched. But uh, mm -hmm. she's got the acting chops and uh, the similar look. And you never hear about her, so I wanted to give her some employment. Yeah, that makes sense. What about you guys, <laughs> Paul? Well, I I went for um, uh, somebody who's got a, a really good range of facial expressions. You know, really good. You can, she can you know. So when when she's trying to you know do the uh, you know thinking business you know and then you know using the trying you know the te telepathy and all that um you know you need that sort of expression and you know, mm. real sort of depth of acting um plus any excuse to get a beautiful woman in uh, evangeline lily uh, oh yes sir yes sir oh she's yes. gorgeous <laughs> so uh, so yeah had to be had to be her um eight, eight after, after going through a number yes exactly from from lost and uh yeah i just oh and uh ant-man of course um yes, and Tor toriel from the hobbit mm -hmm. oh really oh i didn't see the hobbit so i didn't know um 
Yeah, so I, I thought any excuse to get her in, and uh, also I think she's a very good actress anyway. She would she would really do that um, mm. uh, the, the commercial psycho person absolute uh, definitely perfection. I think that's very great true. choice. I like it. I like that. I'm, I'm surprised I didn't even think good. of her. Mm. Oh, I think of her a lot. But... <laughs> <laughs> Dan, moving right along. Um, Talia Winters, I did go for. Uh, but I went for a radical recast. Um, I wanted someone who could play sort of alien, but being a human being, because obviously you've got this extra sensory perception. Um, I actually went to Star Trek Discovery and I went to Yadira Givara Prip, who played, <laughs> now no. I have to say it, uh, Mihani Ikahali Kapo, or, oh, or Queen Poe. She was the, the girl with the weird eyes and. Yeah, yeah. She had the weird eyes. She was the queen of the planet that can regrow dilithium yes. from it. Uh, and uh, she was sassy. She was in your face. She didn't stand for any shit, even though she was only uh, 26 years old and the youngest member of the cast. She instantly, you know, she's sitting there eating a bowl of ice cream in the uh, the briefing room when they're trying to work out their war plans. And it's like, I don't have to deal with any of this. In fact, I made it a law. That's why I'm queen. And she's just carrying on eating the ice cream. And she's fantastic. And I just like the idea that she might do that in all of the interviews where they have to have the the psycho person in the room and she's like she's reading all their emotions she's like yeah he's lying he, she's lying yep that's fine and she's eating the ice cream again i would love to have that just play out again that would be great um, so that would be like the radical departure from the show that would be the 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 sort of reuse of the psycho in a some crazy new way yeah that like works. it yeah okay sheridan who did you pick, Paul? Uh, well, I, I was, I was, I really struggled uh, with this mm. because I was umming and ahhing, um, and I, I, I just couldn't really sort of come up with somebody that um, that has that commanding presence that really sort of you know you really want everybody to rally behind and and, and do that. So in the end, I sort of I plucked one out of the air really and thought, well, maybe yeah, it sort of works. Uh, so I went for Will Smith. Nice. Oh, so yes. I, I think I think he would do it. I think he would, again. It, it might be a little bit because he can do serious. He's done serious. Mm -hmm. he, oh, he, can, he can do comedy. He can do yep. comedy. Um, so whichever one you whichever one you want him to be, he can do. Um, mm. But I, I just thought it'd be a, a natural um, progression from Dennis Haysbert to to Will Smith. Yeah, that works. Um, so yeah. I, I like well, it. if we keep my Keanu Reeves, then uh, Will Smith was supposed to be the, the one in the Matrix. So it, it's almost like we flipped it by mm -hmm. doing this reboot. So there you go. It could work that way. Yeah. And, and I like um, the uh, th I like the racial diversity, uh, mm. which I also did for my Sheridan. Yeah. And I, I picked Michael J. White. Oh. Now, you might not know who that is, but yeah. he's, a, he's a black actor and he played Black Dynamite. That mm -hmm. movie from about ten years ago, fantastic movie. He he has a whole range of different characterizations, so he can do anything. And, and the guy can mm. fight. He's got the moves, so <laughs> I think he'd be perfect. He's got the body. Yes, he's, he's, he's yeah. pretty ripped, isn't he? Oh yes, oh yes. He's go uh, for it. And, and you don't hear about him too much, so I oh. think he'd he'd be perfect. And unexpected. I have seen him before, but I think it's probably on a on a um, a chat show rather than in anything of film that, that I've seen him in. But yeah. Well, if, if you uh, if you want to watch a good movie, go watch uh, Black Dynamite, but not with kids. <laughs> <laughs> go play with dynamite. Yeah, not quite. But 
Who did you guys? Or who did you pick, uh, Dan? Uh, Sheridan was so hard. I just I couldn't think of that one person who stands in for it. I wanted some because if I've gone for Keanu Reeves, a big big name for Sinclair, I wanted someone who was lesser known, but people still know the name um, because uh, Bruce Boxleiter. It, it, you sort of knew him from Tron, but you didn't really know know him. You kind of like I kind of recognise that face. Um, so I went for the same sort of actor for me personally. And it's Noah Wiley, who is from ER. Mm -hmm. um, he was also on one of my favorite shows, Falling Skies, which was another sci-fi show. Uh, it was set post-apocalyptic. Aliens have wiped us all out. Uh, they've taken over the Earth, and he's fighting back. But every series mirrored the fight for American independence. And he was a history teacher. And he was always like, oh, if we do this, this, and this, this is what George Washington did. And then gradually, as the series go on, you go through American history completely, huh. right up to the point where they commandeer an alien ship in the last episode and go to the moon. So it completes American history up to the 1960s, Neat. if you watch it in that way. Uh, no Wiley was the head and the leader of the, the resistance against the aliens. He was a charismatic leader. He went from nobody, a teacher, who gained a reputation for a fighter like Sheridan, who then goes on to become president of the earth, driving off uh, the alien hordes the, and moving away from them and becoming president of earth, just like Sheridan. Neat. So he's played the character before. And I figured he's one of those guys that, you know, and you've seen him in things, but he's not quite there. He's not like Keanu Reeves. He's just there. And uh, he would be the one to replace him. That works. I like it. Yeah. So I think this is a good point to uh, take a break and uh, play a promo for the Cigar Nerds and also a new Dr. Geek vaccine promo. And welcome to Cigar Nerd Summer. It's hot outside, time to fire up the grill and, of course, fire up some stogies. You know, the beaches are open and movies are back. So now we're going to be coming at you with brand new movies and also brand new cigars so break out your tank tops fire up the grill lay out your beach blanket and make us your summer destination cigarnerdpodcast.com also on the ESO network at esonetwork.com welcome to dr geek's laboratory dr geek here with another reminder that the ESO network is pro-science and pro-vaccine we urge you to be a superhero and protect yourself, your family, and your fellow geeks around the world. Don't be fooled by the forces of evil and their anti-science misinformation campaign. Consult the latest CDC guidelines, your doctor, and get the COVID vaccine today. So finish the humans off. Uh, right, if we go for... Uh, the only other human I have is Bester, uh, the leader of the Psycor from uh, Babylon 5, who was uh, Walter Koenig uh, from a TOS Star Trek. Uh, and it was a wonderful thing to see him the very first time I saw that character on screen. Um, mm -hmm. I wanted to go for someone that I knew from other films. Again, um, I knew from other franchises, but I've seen play uh, weird, befuddled people and then suddenly can go, evil in a second and Bester was you know the weird befuddled Chekhov in in Star Trek and becomes Bester the the pure embodiment of evil for uh humanity um on the show uh it's a really weird choice again um it's Ferris Bueller himself it's Matthew Broderick 
purely ah. because of the turn that he did in a show called Daybreak, which was a, another post-apocalyptic uh, zombie, slight mutant virus thing. Uh, it was a one season so far. I think it's coming back for a second season. But he plays the teacher of the high school of the teenagers who split off into all the groups that they had as their social circles in the in the school. So all the jocks form their own society, all the cheerleaders form their society. And he is the teacher, the adult who has mutated into this evil creature who can be nice one moment and then is trying to eat the children the next minute. He is so evil, but you kind of trust him for a little bit which is kind of what I felt about Bester. So I figured that Matthew Broderick would be an interesting choice, at least. That is very interesting. Yeah, very well thought out, yeah. Uh, Sean? I picked Bruce Campbell. <laughs> Ash from Evil oh, Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Just see him with a boomstick. That'd be awesome. Yep, yep. <laughs> Just because he's, he's got that presence. It's true. He, he's got a big personality, but he can play it small, too. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought, you know what? You don't hear about Bruce Campbell too much. And I, I know he was in, uh, what was he? He was in uh, Briscoe County Junior, that short-lived show from the 90s. He's done a bunch of random small movies, Bubba Hotep and all that stuff. And he's just great. He can do anything. So I had to, I had to pick him. Nice. Very good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Paul? So, well, uh, I'm torn. I've got two people down for this. And I can't decide which. Give it to both of us and we will decide for you. (laughs) Okay. So going on what uh, Dan just said there about the embodiment of evil, but can also play a normal, Mm, quite quite reasonable going sort of person. Brad Joriff. Oh. Okay. He he was in Voyager. He was that uh, Marquis guy. Yes. Yep. He was the murderer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, He killed a few people and they had to put him in jail and they brought him out to help fight off some aliens Mm -hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But he's also done all of the, uh, a lot of the horror films and Mm -hmm. uh, his daughter is also gorgeous as well. Oh, that's right. I was going to put her in. Yeah. (laughs) I was going to put her in just to get an excuse to get her in. Of course. Of course. I might put her in later. But anyway. Um, so Brad, so he would be brilliant. I mean, he would probably be slightly better than the other person I had, who is just as good, just as bad, just as evil. Michael Emerson oh, from Lost. Okay. Mm, yes. yes. So he is such a great actor and similar mm-hmm. to Brad Joriff in what he does. Uh, either one of them, yes. and I and I can't split them. I really well, can't I'll, I'll them. tell you what: if if we put him in, we'll have to use Mike Coulter as our Dr. Stephen Franklin, because they're both in that TV show Evil together. That's true. So, ah, very true. So, yeah, I think either one of those choices would uh, would work. Yep. Very true. That was That's hard. a hard choice to choose between those two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, I like that. Um, do we want to do Aliens and then... Finish off the humans. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Move on to aliens. And uh... should we start with probably the most important by the end of things? Uh, it's Delenn. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Yeah. Uh... Yeah. This is hard. I really struggled it's with this. So one. hard. Mira Furlon <laughs> is so hard to replace. You can't. Bit. You can't replace her. Yeah. It seems seems to be all the female characters are really hard to to match up against mm-hmm. what they they brought this... to Babylon Five. This show, Babylon Five was probably the best show for female characters. Mm. They were such strong characters, mm-hmm. such great actresses. Um, it, I, I, I think really 
maybe Deep Space Nine did something similar with with, with you know with the characters. Maybe it was maybe it was that style of show that, that made it that way. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the female characters and they were so strong and so powerful. But this is just amazing, mm-hmm. and it's so hard to find. Yeah. Like you say, anybody who could who could re- well, not, you can't replace them. You, you can't. You can't. And and I'm just going to say that uh, Babylon Five is probably the best show of the '90s, maybe of all time. The way it integrated everything together, it's it's my absolute favorite. I I really think there need to be more podcasts about Babylon Five, and maybe in the future there will be. Maybe there uh, will. I think you're right. Yeah. Anyway, I think you're right. There's, there's not many about. Mm, I don't. Think, yes, I don't yeah. think so. But but Paul, who did you choose for your Delenn? Well, you've got to start high. I mean, you've got to go high straight mm-hmm. away. You can't be working up to them. Um, so I went for uh, Dame Judy Dench. Oh wow. <laughs> Okay. Now, it sounds strange, but she has, if you look at her doing Queen, uh, whichever one it was, Elizabeth the first, mm-hmm. she had a lot of the hair was taken off the top of her head. So <laughs> she's, she's got that bald bit already. And she had the big wings that were on the, on the, you know, the, the side of the, uh, the collar mm-hmm. there, you know, so she's had, she's been in, in costumes where she needs a lot of makeup. She could out act anybody pretty much. In in the in that show, um, she she has that gravitas. She has you know that command. She speaks, people listen. It's as simple as that. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, so I think I think uh, she would absolutely absolutely nail the part. I, I think she would have to come in as maybe not Delenn or Delenn's mother, because you couldn't really replace uh, mm. Mira Fairlan. Uh, so it's a bit hard. But yes, I, I think. I think she could do it. Oh, there you Interesting. go. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Delenn, uh, again, keeping to what we did do with the, we had a Yugoslavian actress uh, in the original and in the reboot, I wanted to keep it roughly in the same geographical point. Uh, Mila Jovovich uh, from nice. Fifth Element and Resident I- Evil. Um I just like the idea that Delenn will finally get to like high kick and do lots of stunts <laughs> as well as being ultra spiritual and having the Leland Dallin body pass uh, from fifth, <laughs> fifth element. Uh, there you go. She's played mystical creatures before with crazy hair. Uh, why not a skull cap? Why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I like it. I did actually see her and I thought, mm, mm. Ooh, I, I wonder. I, yeah. and I, I sort of moved on and didn't. I, I thought about putting her in something too, but I didn't. But yeah, so, that works. Yeah, I just like the idea that uh, she could theoretically jump off walls and do lots of uh, background house kicks to to certain things. She's part of the Grey Council. Who knows? Maybe the Grey Council are all ninjas. We just Who don't knows? know. We don't. Yeah. So yes, Very that's good. what I went for. So, so I would I would say so you you have the non ambassador of course, but you need the uh, sorry non ambassador. Let's start again. You have the Mimbari ambassador, mm-hmm. but you need a Mimbari aid. Yes. Did anybody come up with well, an aid? Maybe maybe I should do my Delenn. Yes, wouldn't you? Oh, sorry, I beg your pardon, Sean. <laughs> You're getting ahead of yourself. Okay, uh, who is this? Who's that? Oh, Sean. Sorry, I forgot all about you, Sean. Well, I'm all the way over here in Canada. It's easy to forget about. That's me. true. That's <laughs> We'd never. Okay. <laughs> So I, I, Sorry, sure. that's okay. I, I did something a little bit different. Now, I don't know if you knew this, but uh, back in the day, uh, they had a, a plan for Delenn where she was going to start out as a man and at the metamorphosis, then become the woman. Uh, so I chose two actors for Delenn. Oh, nice. nice. Oh, yes. So 
he starts out as Matthew Fox or Jack from Lost mm-hmm. or Charlie from Party of Five. Uh, and then after the metamorphosis, he turns into Nina Dobrev. <laughs> yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Dan knows. Yeah. That was Elena from Vampire Diaries. Yes, Vampire Diaries. She is absolutely freaking beautiful. Probably one of the most mm-hmm. gorgeous actresses around these days. And I, I, oh yeah, I've got it, I just got it up on, on Google here. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. And fine. I wanted to put her on my casting couch. Yeah. So I, there she is. <laughs> she's in the show. She's the Len. She's amazing. And she's from and she's from Bulgaria. So again, this a similar sort of keep um, it in it. Area. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very That's good. good. And yeah, it keeps faithful to the original concept. So yeah, really good idea. Mm-hmm. All oh. Part of the plan. Mm. Uh, now, Paul, we can move on to the oh, aid. Yeah. Okay, so, yes. so who would you, would you have an aid? And if you did, who would that be? Well, it would be Lanier, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. I chose Dylan Manette. And that's Clay from 13 Reasons Why. Okay. He, he's, he could also play the kind of losery, sad sack like Bill Mummy could do. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he, he, can, he can also play a commanding presence as well. He's, he's been in a lot of different things. And he's not very well known either. I don't think Paul knows who he is. No, I don't know who he is. I'm, I'm mm. looking him up now, and I don't know. He's not been anything in. He's not been in anything I have seen. So no, no. But Thirteen Reasons Why on Netflix, he's pretty much the main character, and he yeah. does a great job. And he could definitely play a linear. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good, Paul. Um, I went for somebody a little older a little maybe wiser, who's somebody who's already been a, a sort of understudy, who then sort of comes out and becomes his own leader in, in that respect. Uh, somebody who's quite, you know, quite able to step up and uh, take command if necessary. Um, so I went for um, Clark, Cle- I've got to get his name right, Clark Glegg. Oh, oh is, is that, uh, uh, what's his name? From the Marvel, yes, yes. Uh, Coulson, series. Coulson. son of Cole. agent, agent Coulson. That's it. Yeah. Yes, yes, son of Cole. Yes, because mm. he's he's been there. He's done that. He's been a, a, a secretary, effectively, an aide yes. to the big man, and then had to take on you know, a lot of responsibilities himself. And, 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 and he's got a big forehead too, so yeah. it's perfect. That's right. That's true. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like that. Yeah, that makes makes a lot of sense. Uh, the Lanier I went for was purely to you know mirror bill mummy's journey he started in uh, as a kid in lost in space and worked his way through to lanier uh i'm going to start with the kid in space who then is going to become my new lanier and that's will wheaton it's it's Wesley. oh nice uh, nice <laughs> the guy the kid from the show that back in the 90s has become the adult by the time we get to the reboot uh, and works. I would love to see Will Wheaton just kicking ass and uh, taking names or doing whatever hell he wants. Uh, that's funny because mm. I have Will Wheaton in my list later on. Ooh. So ah, interesting. I didn't think to put him in. That's I'm a bit annoyed about that now. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can still have time. <laughs> yeah. Yes. We're not done yet. Okay, I know. Yeah. Okay, I know. I'm going to put him. <laughs> that's awesome. All right. What's our next character? Which one do you want to start with? Because this was really hard for the for the next three characters I've got on my list. It's really hard. Let's let's go the uh, let's go for um, uh, the Centauri ambassador, Wando Malari. Molari. Molari. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, to, I leave it to you guys because this, this I struggled with so much. So, so I've gone for somebody who can do. You have to have the Russian yep. accent. You have to have a slight comedic part mm-hmm. to it. You do need a bit of seriousness in there with some of the other parts. I went for Steve Carroll. Oh, nice. oh yes, that that I can yes. see that. Yeah, he has the voice. Yes. Not that voice. <laughs> that was just some stupid voice. But that was good. Though. I like that. That was Gru. <laughs> we, we all knew it was Gru. That's Gru, good. Yep. Gru, Gru yeah. would absolutely uh, be the right voice for that. So good. And he would, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, my, my son's been watching a lot of The Office recently. And mm, uh, I must admit, I, I, I sort of quite like him in that. And I'm thinking, I, I want to watch it, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Steve Carroll. Yeah, that, that, could, that, could, that could work. Yeah, sure. Uh, I, I chose Sean Bean. Ah, Ooh. interesting. Going mm. for sort of like a yeah, but he like he's gonna die. He'd die, be, he, he, he'd, he'd die before his his you know actual yeah, death that he's seen in the show. So. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it I, would I be an somebody, play on it. Yeah, somebody who's yeah. who's a big serious actor like Peter Jurassic. Uh, I don't know if Sean Bean can do the comedy or whatever, mm-hmm. but he's got that commanding presence, and that's what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see yeah. that. And I think it's... he could play the sad, tragic anti-hero as well. Mm. That's true. Yeah, yeah he's sharp. Yeah. He's uh, uh, well known for his yeah for his military <laughs> career. So his his medals and everything like that that would all be on there. So that makes sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Um, starting with Molare, uh was Tom Cavanagh, who was Ooh. in the Flash as Harrison yes. Wells. He know he can do a many Ooh. accents. He can mm-hmm. be a coward one minute. He can be the bravest man you've ever met. He can be your con artist. He can be all the things you want him to be, including the philosopher yes. that he tries to be all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually, he was an Ed. Yeah, he was so I remember him Ed. from Ed, one of my favorite shows. I used to watch yes. that all the time. It's uh, he he was a lawyer, a family lawyer who then I think gets disbarred and then gains and- his pass again. Um, Doesn't but, he run a bowling alley or something? Yes, he has to go back and run his family bowling alley. So he runs his lawyer's office out of the bowling alley for yes, four years. Right. And it was just hilarious. And there's loads of people in current modern comedies that all started in Ed. And it's just fantastic. And he can carry that comedy weight and the seriousness mm. at the same time, totally as well as so many accents as well. Perfect choice. And the only reason I chose him is because my Veer sort of looks like a younger version of him. So it just carries on that nervous energy. Uh, this one you might not know, Ben Feldman, and he is in Superstore, or was in Superstore. It's just been cancelled now. It's, it's finished. Is, uh, is that he, your Veer? Yes, he's Veer. Now, he is the nervous store assistant. The bit of a know-it-all, but he really right. wants to be better than he actually is. Um, he plays Jonah, who uh, everyone sort of... He's always beating down on him because he's always talking about save the planet or gets into some sort of political drama. He really wants to be at the forefront of the fight, but nobody likes him. Um, It's just that veer energy. And based on him, I then picked Tom Cavanaugh to sort of look like an older version of him to keep the Suntari line going, as it were. Uh, So yeah, that's who I picked. Sean? Uh, I went a little bit different for my veer. Um, My veer is a lot older than the the veer in the original show mm. uh veer was played by stephen first mm. now he's going to be played by stephen root stephen root Steven he's root. from office space where's ah, my stapler staplers i want my stapler <laughs> yes 
and, and he's a terrific voice actor too. Yeah. And I, I, he, if he, if he plays it like he did in office space, like, like uh, the bumbling fool, I mm. think that would make an excellent foil to Sean Bean. Yes. That would be really good. And he's, he's older. Yeah. So in, in the, in the original show, uh, uh, beer was an up and coming. He was minor royalty and all that kind of stuff. Now he's just an old guy who's never gotten ahead. And he's just, now he's an assistant to the ambassador. So that really works. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah That's really good. Well, I, I went for somebody who was a little older than, uh, than Stephen first as well. Um, it's somebody uh, slightly smaller and you know it can quite easily do nervous and and uh, you know small characters can also do big characters as well which he has done before uh, toby jones mm. who um played in i think it was captain america wasn't yeah. he? he played in the, like the assistant uh, to the red skull in, in oh Dublin. that's yeah. the guy with the big glasses mm. yes okay yes i could see yeah. that so he's popped he's popped up in a, a couple of marvel films and he's and he played in dad's army as well he mm. did a fantastic uh, captain mannering in dad's army if he was if you've seen that so yeah, I think uh, I think uh, Toby Jones could do that quite well. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So, moving on, who we got? We got the Nan Ambassador. Mm. Yeah, Jacar. Jacar, so hard on this one. Like I actually found it quite easy, uh, but so did I. Yeah, really. Oh, I yes. don't know. Just something about uh, Andrelis uh, Katsoulis, Just the way he carries himself. Yeah, I found it really like... hard to match that energy. Well, like Mira Furlon, you can't replace yeah. Jakar. He's yeah. he he is that character. He's amazing. But in in this case, I did a gender switch, and because I wanted a little bit of sexual tension between not only Jakar and Londo, but also Jakar and the Toth. Mm. So for my yeah. Jakar, I chose Vanessa Williams. Oh. That could be interesting. Oh, I like right? that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. the, uh, she she was uh, Miss America in 1984. She was on uh, Deep Space Nine as the, the Risa planet lady. Uh, she was an ugly Betty. Yeah. You, you know who she is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't, Paul. But, e uh, evil uh, yeah, Wilhelmina. Seen, I, have, I, I will have seen her in, um, in uh, DS9, mm. but I, I don't particularly recognize her off the top but of and she can sing and and the jacquard character was very spiritual and i think he he did some singing too or something like that yeah and and really i i want to see uh vanessa williams as uh ambassador or commander tomalock in the next generation reboot so it's perfect because uh, we're going to have a next go. gen reboot at the same time we do the uh the, the babylon 5 reboot so she can play both why not yeah yeah <laughs> Well, along those lines, that's where I went for my uh, for my non ambassador. Ooh. I went for somebody who has been in a lot of makeup, um, similar makeup, you know, a lot of head makeup, and and even around the sort of neck area, mm. maybe coming out a little bit. Mm. And uh, I went for Mark Alima. Oh my! No, never heard of him. He was uh, you know Ducat in uh, Deep Space Nine. He had all the the makeup on him. He looks similarish. Mm -hmm. Um, so, and of course, he played alongside um, uh, Katsulas in one of the episodes of um, uh, Next Generation. Next Gen. I think it was. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, they, yeah. There you go. Mm. I, I think Excellent. that would work. Yeah, I like sure. that. Yes, so hard. Um, I wanted to keep with Greek American, so I wanted to try and keep it the same region. Um, I went a little bit younger than what uh, Andreas was when he took the role. Uh, this is a character or an actor that he's better known for his comedy, but has played wild 
out of hand. He's also played very spiritual things. Uh, he's gone complete psychopath in some things and has been a, a sweet and tender person in the next. And it's Jason Manzukas, who was in Brooklyn Nine-Nine and The Good Place as the yes. other version of Janet or Janet's version of herself that she makes, uh, who then goes on to become almost godlike in his own, his own way because he gets rebooted all the time and made better than she is. Um, he's crazy. He's He could turn in a minute just in the same scene from being perfectly reasonable and nice and then suddenly psychotic with a knife at your throat. Just what I think Anand would be. Uh, so, And he's also Greek-American, so it keeps the tradition going. Um, Perfect. So Jason Manzoukas. Nice. Yeah. Hey, and now, Paul, we can mm. do it in the dark. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> well, again, you need somebody who's been in the makeup, who's had, you know, the you know that sort of no hair and you know lots of spots all over them and, and uh, somebody who's been in a science fiction program before maybe so knows what to expect uh, somebody who has a lot of presence and, and maybe one day could take the lead of the uh, the, you know, the ambassador uh, ambassadorship itself um so i'm going for alice krieg oh yes the ball queen mm-hmm. hey and and because natas uh, had two different actors playing her because they couldn't stand the makeup. Mm-hmm. You can always get Susanna Thompson to do it when Ellis Creed can't. Precisely. So, perfect. Precisely. Perfect choice. Yeah. Two, two uh, ball queens, two uh, Nartoths. That's right. So, well, so what, what about you, Sean? I chose, and this is funny because my choice for Dr. Franklin could also be switched with my Natoth choice. And for my Natoth, I chose Don Franklin. Do you know who that is? You don't know who Don Franklin is. He was in Sequest DSV. He was also in Seven Days. Oh, that doesn't. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, not familiar, are you? No. No, no. Don't know this guy. No. Okay. He's he's a tall, thin black man, and uh, he's he's got that just a certain presence to him that, uh, and I haven't seen him in forever either. But I, I think he could either play Natoth or or Doctor Franklin. And switch him up with Mike Holder if uh, if they if they want to do a casting switch, but uh, yeah, okay. I, I suggest yeah. watching Seven Days because that's a great show that nobody's ever heard of. Mm. Seven Days. Seven. Well, somebody's mentioned that to me. I have, a while back, yeah, I I've seen Seven Days, but it's been a very long time. It's the time mm. travel show, isn't it? Where he can yeah, only, you can go back. You can only go back seven, seven days. days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah He's yeah. got a lot of great actors in it. Mm. I, okay. Yeah, I didn't remember him at all. I can yeah. look forward to try and find that show again. <laughs> I think he played Commander Ford in sequence. Ah, interesting. Uh, because of the person I chose for Jakar, I just kept the tradition going. Uh, also in Brooklyn Nine-Nine, they had a relationship. So Jason Manzoukas played with Stephanie Beatriz, uh, who played uh, Rosa Diaz, who was the know-nothing, uh, the no-nonsense cop who just intimidates everybody. She is just as much of a warrior and uh, a hard uh, police officer as the toughest on the squad um, and she intimidates everybody and she uh, she just walks into a room says one word and everyone's intimidated uh, which uh, just makes Natoth for me um, so uh, it's Stephanie Beatriz from uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine uh, just to complete the set for those two there you go excellent uh, so yeah. who, who have we missed off or who have we not done yet Kosh 
Ambassador Kosh or or Kosh. any of uh, the ambassadors the Vorlons, from, yeah, yeah. from the Vorlons. Yeah, because uh, my one actor will play all of them. Whether whenever nice. we see yes. a Vorlon. <laughs> okay, I, I chose two names, two big time names mm-hmm. for the voice of Kosh because we never see Kosh, so it true, doesn't true. matter no. what the guy looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes my Kosh is played by James Earl Jones. <laughs> oh, no. but other times he's played by Edward James almost <laughs> because Think they, they both have the, gr- the, the, the the good time voice they both have three names and they both have James oh, so it's perfect perfect yeah fantastic yes I too went for uh, James L. Jones I think there's only one man who could really sort of do that sort of <sighs> you know, at, at the same time as talking really deep <laughs> yeah See, I went for two different actors, uh, one to portray the movements of Kosh and one for the voice. The movements would be done by Doug Jones, uh, Saru from Star Trek, uh, Star Trek Discovery and many other things, including Falling Skies, the same as Nola Noah Wiley. He was one of the aliens who helped them in the fight back against the evil aliens. Uh, he was Cochise. Uh, but I imagined the, the Vorlon costume being slightly different a bit more animated and movable so that he could then invent his own move of the Vorlons Mm. Uh, as far as the voice to go with it it, for me it had to be Kevin Conroy Batman himself just something nice and dark nice nice Mm -hmm. and deep uh, and intimidating but at the same time reassuring and that's why Kevin Conroy had to be mine I thought you were going to pick uh, the guy who played Niles on Frasier oh. because because in Hellboy, <laughs> Doug Jones yes. played the, the Abe Sapien, yeah. but voiced by that dude. So That's it. We could go for that. That's fine by me. Maybe we'll just uh, complete the set. We'll have Kelsey Grammer being one of the other Vorlons, and it's yes. Frasier in Vorlum. Uh, oh, they constantly, uh, I'm listening. Well, it could get a bit awkward with with my casting because if you know the security chief uh, Michael Keaton had to interview Kosh, it'd be uh, I'm Batman. No, 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 I'm Batman. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. What do you want? I'm Batman. Why did you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> because I'm Batman. So how do it? Don't say it. I have the clue. <laughs> oh, damn! Very good. I like it. We can uh, have a bunch of Kosh and Borland people. So playing. many, so many different yeah, things. Yeah, we've got do. a whole list of people here. Just so. anyone who's who's well known for voicing deep, gruff, well-meaning voices. Um, we could just yeah. have all of them. Just bring them all in. Uh, yes. I've reached the end of my list. Uh, I cannot, okay. for the life of me, remember any other characters. Okay, well, I've got a, I've ton, got a few more. I've got a ton more. Yeah, yeah. So I'll yeah, hand over go, to you let's guys. Go, Sean. <laughs> All right, you go first, Paul. So, I got lots. Okay, okay. So um, I will go. I'll, I will finish off um, the security chief. Obviously, being Michael Keaton, being slightly older, you do need uh, somebody who's a little bit younger, a bit more uh, animated. You know, can throw a few punches and grab, grapple a few people and arrest them. So I was thinking, uh, Jason Statham. Ooh, I like it. From especially from uh, the film Spy, which I think is a really great comedy mm. film. Um, and uh, where he he's, he's sat in a corner one day in, in the dark and you know the, um yeah and he said and he's, he's telling uh, oh what's the comedian's name that's with him she was in melissa mccarthy melissa mccarthy she's melissa mccarthy sat on the bed and she comes in and so sort of hears this noise and he's sat in this dark corner of the room and she goes oh my god i didn't know you were there and, you know, how did you get there goes, i'm really i'm really this great great spy he said, i I, I lost my arm in a fight and I, 
I, I sewed it back on again with with, with, with my other arm. Says, you know, I swallowed a load of pills so I could be, you know, I could build up resistance to them. And all, you know, that's just a sort of real sort of over the top, you know, security guard that you need. You know, you yeah. need somebody who's been there and done that. So, Jason Statham is your Zach Allen. Nice. Yes, yes, exactly. Okay. Well, for my Zach Allen, I chose an older man, John Snyder or Bo Duke from the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> nice. That'd be great because he could he could come in, he could jump up, jump across the uh, you know, the, uh, the the spaceship. Um, what do they use? What do they use the the fighters? Star Fury. The Star Fury. The Star Fury. He, he could slide across the front of the Star Fury. <laughs> yes. Nip into the window with it. It's not been closed. <laughs> Just Confederate flag posted on the side. Yeah. Confederate flag. On the, uh, maybe. Well, it's got, it's got, it does have the crosshairs. So yes, yeah. for true. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's what it is. Crosshairs. <laughs> that could work. Oh boy, that's bad. It's, Nice. Uh, who else have you got? Uh, I've got Sean? Marcus Cole. You remember him? He was the Ranger. Mm. Oh, the Ranger. Yes, I got a Ranger. Yeah. Okay. I him. chose Tom Ellis or Lucifer from Lucifer. Oh. Okay. Because he's got that yeah. same kind of British uh, aristocratic uh, nature, and I thought that'd be perfect. Well, I, I thought we could do a. I mean, the, basically, uh, I can't remember the actor's name now who played him. Um, but the ranger that um, he was very, very similar, had a very similar voice uh, to a Deep Space Nine actor, uh, British again, uh, Alexander Siddig. Mm. So why not just bring in Alexander Siddig and yeah. Dr. Bashir? Why not? And totally. he could be he the same. He's got the, with the beard on him. He looks very yeah. similar. Oh, yeah. Same voice. And, you know, it's just, it just, just unplug one and plug the other in. It's quite That's true. That would work. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably then go for Tom Hiddleston, just thinking off the top of my head. Just oh, to keep yeah. the British element yeah. onto it. We know he can use a spear. Yeah. There mm-hmm. we go. There yeah. you go. That's perfect. Excellent. Yeah. Hey, what about uh, Elizabeth Lockley for season five? Oh, I didn't go as. No, I didn't get mm. to. That's the oh, Okay. Well, I chose Nev Campbell, also from Party of Five. Nice. Any excuse to have Neve Campbell. Yeah, oh, fun, yeah you know it. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, but people are only tuning in for season five. That's fine. That's all right. Uh, did you have a leader, Alexander? No, I was going generic uh, positions rather than specific names. So uh, the, okay, yeah. okay, because we had Once you've got Evangeline Lilly. You don't need to. Well, else. that's true. That's true. But you had Telia Winters, and then you had Lita Alexander. And for mine, I chose Joey Lauren Adams. The squishy-eyed girl from Chasing Amy, because she's got the cutest voice. You never see her, and she's just amazing looking in a weird kind of way. And I, yeah. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Yeah, Very massive good. childhood yeah. crush on Joey. Right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And you never see her anymore. No, so... you don't. You don't see her at all. She was in obviously the the recent uh, Jay and Silent Bob movie as like a callback uh, to the Chasing Amy movie, but that's the last time I've seen her. Hmm. So yeah, I had to cast her. Um, did you have Morden, Mister Morden, the the oh, uh, the no. helper of the shadows? No, I forgot about Morden. Oh, you can't forget about Morden. I chose Frank Grillo. Oh, that? Uh, he he's uh, he's an action star. He kind of looks like John Bernthal uh, or Alpha M from the Alpha M YouTube channel. Uh, he's 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 a handsome, rugged guy with with the five o'clock shadow beard thing and. Uh, He's going to kick your ass real hard. <laughs> he played uh, a Marvel supervillain, Brock Rumlow, in the Marvel 
cinematic, and then I'm going to have to click on it. Did he? Uh, oh, was that the armless guy? In that... Is he the armless guy? No. No. Um, in, uh, appearing in Captain America, The Winter Soldier, Captain America, Civil War, Avengers, Endgame. Hmm. Huh. I didn't know he was in that. But, hmm. uh, no, I didn't know he was in that either. He's, he's, he's good. He was just in a show I saw called uh, Cosmic Sin with Bruce Willis. It was pretty crappy and generic. He was also just in, I think, Boss Level, which you can see on, I think, Amazon hmm. video. I, I don't know. But he's, uh, he's he's one of those underrated actors that nobody really knows about. But if you know him, you know him. that guy. So you didn't okay. have Morden. Um, did you have Lorian, no. the first one? Ooh, no. Oh, you didn't have Lorian. I chose, and uh, Dan, you're going to get a kick out of this, Doug Jones. Of course. <laughs> Of course, <laughs> he's got the he's tall and he's oh, got that yeah. voice. He could he could totally pull that off. Yes. Uh, what about Zathras? <laughs> Zathras, I've got a Zathras. Who'd you pick? Andy Circus. Mm. Okay, I can totally see Andy Circus. Yes. he has that voice. Not Zathras. not not Zathras. Zathras. You see the difference? Zathras. Zathras, Zathras <laughs> says this. Zathras says that is my precious. <laughs> yes, Andy Circus is totally awesome. That's a good choice. I chose Nicolas Cage. Because <laughs> if you need somebody yes. ridiculous, there you go. <laughs> If you go to Zahadun, you're going to die. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay. So there's a few more that I want to get through. But before we yep. do, our recording is going to end. So let's play the ESO Patreon promo, and then we'll be right back. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different. With the ESO Network Patreon, the cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. Okay, I've got, uh, I've got a few more generic ones, but what do you got left, Paul? Um, I have, uh, well, we had the doctor before, and of course I, I had uh, Alan Alder as my doctor. Uh, mm -hmm. Every doctor needs a nurse. I didn't even think about a nurse. Oh, I often think about nurses, but um, that's another story. <laughs> Hello, um, nurse. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I was thinking, you know, who, who could stand up against Alan Alder, though? I mean, that's sort of the sarcastic wit, the, um, you know, the constant barrage of, of puns, or, you know, but also take on a bit of a serious role as well. So I went for Missy Pyle. Oh, yes, from Galaxy Quest. Yep. Uh, oh. What's her name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Oh, that's amazing. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. That oh, that's perfect. I didn't think of a nurse, but I'll just throw in Sigourney Weaver just because. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, she actually she was <laughs> on my list as a commander at one point. Oh, uh, I like but it. But I never Ooh. actually got to put her back in again. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> fell off my list. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, that works for sure. Yeah. What are you doing, woman? What are you doing? Oh. <laughs> okay <laughs> yes that's awesome what else you got um i've got two random bridge officers because there's always somebody on the bridge that always would say communication people yeah that's right communication uh, you know, uh, you know commander ivanova we have you know, a ship coming through the whole the wormhole or whatever so my first uh, you need somebody who's good at you know technical 
very good at uh, explanations and just like gets on with it and then you know really can't be bothered about anything else you know or anybody else just you know does a job really well uh cat dennings uh any excuse to get cat dennings in uh it's not about her too i didn't i didn't include her anywhere though oh, i yeah. like it yeah and uh, and then of course you know to balance it out a bit um i'll throw will wheaton in as a second bridge officer because uh, he okay. obviously he's, he's good at pressing buttons and making it look as though he knows what he's doing and that sort of thing yeah. so oh, for sure you know oh. as an actor that's that's you know you need that there was somebody else, okay. but I can't think who it was now. Oh, well, I'm going to throw in a random bridge officer then too. And it's going to be Emily Coots or Detmer from Star Trek Discovery. Because if there's one thing I have a weakness for, it's odd looking hot redheads. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you have form in this. That's a lot of scent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And she doesn't get enough screen time. So I'll give her lots of screen time. Yes. <laughs> I'll give her anything she wants. <laughs> And a few things she doesn't. <laughs> yeah, <no doubt. laughs> that weird random episode that was just about the crew on the bridge and nothing <laughs> happened, but she had all the lines. It's yeah. crazy. She played 10 different characters in that episode. <laughs> yeah. How did, that How did she do that? <laughs> you got any more? Uh, so do we have to have like every crew member who dies like in all the episodes should be like super famous actors? Yes. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, we, yeah. Bring people on, like um, uh, like William Shatner as the Soul Hunter. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Can we have Ryan Reynolds as yeah. a random dead guy later? Yeah, yeah, that'd be that cool. Be great. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I wanted awesome. as a commander, as my second commander. I was, um, uh, I was thinking of Samuel L. Jackson. He would have been awesome. But yeah, bringing him in as a as a you know random guy who comes in and, and gets killed. Yeah. For sure. Don't kill me, you! <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'd be, that'd be great. That'd be great. Okay, so I've got just a few more on my list, and we'll get that out of the way. Um, now, there's a bar on Babylon 5 called the Zocalo, and I thought, we need a Zocalo barkeep. And who better than to serve mm -hmm. drinks other than Machete himself, Danny Trejo? Mm, no, don't know him. Don't tell me you don't know who Danny Trejo is. <laughs> he was Johnny 23 and Danny Con Air. Trejo. He's machete. Yeah. Machete don't text. Yeah. Ah, uh, I see him. Yeah. We're going to cut your feet off and make you flip around like a marionette. Yeah. Cool. So he, he's he's the Zocalo barkeep, and he gets a prominent role. But we, we show a lot more bar scenes in my version of Babylon 5. Yeah, I, th I think uh, if you need a barkeep, I don't think you can beat uh, uh, Guinan. Uh, so you, you just have to bring Yeah, that works in. too. Yeah. That'd be super meta, so that, mm -hmm. that'd be good. Uh, and then I figured we need some IGN anchors. You know how you always see the newscasts? Well, I, I've yep. got a rotating cast of IGN anchors. I've got Will Wheaton. I've got Michelle Forbes. Michelle Forbes. Why didn't I think of Michelle Forbes? Yeah. Yeah. I can't forget Michelle Forbes. Oh. And I, <laughs> I, I also chose for my third anchor, Danica McKellar, who played Winnie on The Wonder Years, my biggest crush oh. of all time. And she actually played a Centauri in the original run of Babylon 5. Oh, yes. Great pick. Right? You, you can't have enough Danica. You got to have her. No. She's amazing. All about the Danica. Yeah. And then... Uh, what does this say? Oh, dock workers. Okay, I almost couldn't read my writing. Uh, I just wanted to have a bunch of random dock workers because there was that one episode where they're revolting or something. Uh, so I've got four dock workers that you just see in the background randomly throughout all the episodes. 
Uh, I've got Gina Carano because she needs a job. (laughs) (laughs) I've got uh, Mina Suvari, who you never hear about anymore. She was in American Pie and American Beauty. And uh, I've got Christian Navarro. He plays Tony in 13 Reasons Why. He's, uh, he's a young Hispanic type actor, uh, and he's like a, a shop mechanic or something in that show. So he, he can definitely do mechanical things. And then I chose Christian Narn because I liked his last name. Uh, and uh, he, he also played Fudor in Game of Thrones. And he is a big strapping guy who could yes. be on the docks and loading cargo and stuff. Mm-hmm. He's also a DJ, isn't he? No, I have like, no idea. I'm sure he's. I'm sure he is. And like, if he just brings in a set, like just whilst the dockyards working, you know, just bring in some tracks and just lay down some beats, and cool. uh, that that's what gets the dockyard going. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. And then I thought about. Yeah, I like I, it. I thought I was going to have like a whole pile of uh, Star Fury pilots and all kinds of stuff. I didn't get into that though. But uh... oh well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you need a pilot, Starbuck. Oh, Harith Race. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, Katie Sackhoff. It's, Katie Sackhoff, yes. Katie I should have Sackhoff, known that, of course. Yes, I should have known that. And, and who, who was John Creighton, that guy? Because he he was uh, oh, yeah. he worked with Claudia oh. Black there, Dan's other choice. Mm. So he, yeah. he'd, he'd yes. be a good pilot. Yeah, we'll just get a bunch of famous pilots from different TV shows. Let's add Michael Pear in there, too, because uh, I like him. He was Eddie and Eddie and the Cruisers. Ben Browder. There you uh, go. Uh, That's the guy. John Creighton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll just add all kinds of famous people for dock worker scenes and just, one-liners, yeah. Star Fury pilots, uh, shopkeepers, whatever. Perfect. People in down below. Yep. Yeah, I think another another yes. pilot you could probably use um, uh, Gil Gerard, Buck okay. Rogers. There you go. Buck Rogers yeah. himself. Yeah. And and then I'm thinking it's like a wizened yeah. old pirate. Um, yeah, that'd be great. And then yeah. there's the whole episode that is the cast of Space Above and Beyond. I don't know what they're doing, <laughs> and I haven't seen that show in twenty years. But I just want to have them all in there, just because. I've, I've still got all those episodes on on the downloaded from YouTube. For me to watch I still haven't oh, seen yeah. it, but yeah, it's been a long it's time. Been very long time. Mm. But yeah, that's uh, that's basically my list. That's Excellent. All kinds of random people. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, this yeah. is epic. We need, yeah. we need to set up a production company and and rethink this. Absolutely. We should call it. Uh, we should. We should call it Epsilon Three Productions. That's a good idea because the Epsilon Three is the is the um, the the planet that the station revolves around. I believe that that's right. Babylon Five so I hear. orbits Epsilon Three, where the Great Machine is. Yes, that's right. It's very true. Yeah. I mean, so if anybody's listening here is thinking, "Wow, so, you know, the, these guys know a lot about Babylon Five. Well, we. We don't really, but we've watched it a few times. And um, we thought, I had this sort of really good idea that maybe we should do a podcast about it. So, what? A, a podcast? A you want to do a Babylon 5 podcast? A Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Sean, that's a great idea. I, I, yeah. yeah. What would we call it, though? I, well, there's. How about Epsilon 3? Well, that, there's three of us. <gasps> there's three of us? We are there the are. Epsilon 3. Yes. Huh, imagine that. It's oh. like it writes itself. Oh, good grief. So good. Now we just need yeah. to think about what we're going to do. Um, maybe if we watch every episode yeah. and Go then on. review it. Okay. So our... like a like a, like a mm-hmm. Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Yeah. 
Yeah, I'm down to clown on that. Yeah, sounds awesome. like wow. a good idea to me. That 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 sounds mm. like it would take months and months and months, maybe half a year of preparation. I, I think we should launch it in September. I think we should launch it in September. Yes. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, we have actually sort of recorded a few episodes already, so we might as well just actually put it out. There. What? Uh, when did we do that? That's what we did. <laughs> you know, when uh, I said let's get together and do a, a Cosmic Pizza podcast episode, but we'll do it on the first. We'll do like a like a rewatch of the first Babylon Five film, and then we sort of carried it on from there, and we didn't stop. Just these these little plans that Paul is hatching. Just... Yeah. Oh, so we didn't just think of this we'll idea all of a sudden just now. No, huh. no. You see, Spoiler alert. Well, that's right. But when this is actually now, I mean, now is like a month before we release. But when this comes out, it'll have already released. So, ooh, the magic of time travel and yeah. subspace. Oh no, not again! So, Did you go through a jump gate? Not again. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, by my reckoning, the first episode, which will be an introduction podcast of just us three um, explaining what we think of uh, Babylon 5, how we came about watching it and our thoughts of it and experiences of it. Uh, that'll come out on the 5th of September this year. Hmm. Nice. Now, um, after when, that... When does this actual episode that we're recording right so, now... Come? Well, that's what I'm just trying to look at now on my... Um, <laughs> and we should leave all this in. Rather complicated spreadsheet. <laughs> for I have listeners. Yeah. Yeah, so, so this podcast... Well, for this spontaneous idea we well, just had. Go. See, this podcast comes out on the 1st of September. So Ooh. in four days' time, count them, it's a Sunday. Nice. It comes out on a Sunday. The reason for that is it's easier nice. for me to get up in the morning on a Sunday and release the podcast. Wednesdays, right. when this releases, I'm actually doing it from work, which is a little bit naughty. So, And I can't be doing two in the same week, so that, <laughs> that's not going to happen. So Sundays. Sundays mornings, first thing ready for you to listen to Babylon 5 rewatch podcast. Um, the Epsilon 3. The Epsilon 3. Uh, look out for it, download it, rate it, review it, get back to us. Share it, yeah. like it, tell your friends, tell your enemies, tell everybody. Tell everybody. Now, to start with, this will be out on Anchor. Um, it's uh, just so we can get things started. And then after we've met the criteria of recording a few episodes and making a promo, which we have done, um, which uh, we, 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 uh, once we get all that sorted out, we will hopefully, fingers crossed, be allowed to come out on the ESO network. So you'll be able to nice. uh, get us from, uh, from the Cosmic Pizza and the Epsilon 3 will both be on uh, the same network. It'd be easier to, uh, to su subscribe and listen to. So there you go. So speaking of the trailer, let's play the trailer right now. It was the dawn of another podcast. 227 years before the Earth Mimbari War. The Epsilon 3 is a dream given form. Its goal? To prevent another war by creating a place where Englishmen and Canadians could work out their differences peacefully. It's a home away from home for three guys to watch a 90s sci-fi classic TV show. Three guys with microphones over 3,249 miles apart, all alone in the night. It can be a dangerous place, but it is our last best hope for peace. This is the story of the last of the Babylon stations. The year is 2021. 
The name of the podcast is the Epsilon 3. The name of the station is Babylon 5. Veer, bring me a drink. If you enter my mind for any reason, I will twist your head off and use it for a chamber pot. Are you going to arrest me, Garibaldi? No way. I want to live to see the future. Mr. Bonova, trust yourself. Anybody else? Shoot him. We are star stuff. We are the universe made manifest, trying to figure itself out. All of this was for nothing. Unless we go to the stars. Coming to a podcast catcher near you, September 2021. That was amazing. It was as as though Peter Jurassic was here in the room. Well, he just left. He just went out the room. I'll tell you, if if I wasn't on this podcast, I would definitely listen to it. You you need yes, to listen to it anyway. We've got to get, uh, the, if, if I don't see a minimum of three listeners, three downloads, <laughs> <laughs> I'll be a little bit yeah. annoyed. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'll only be downloading it so that I know I'm uploading the right version. <laughs> yeah, you, you do seem to have an issue with that. Occasionally, yes. so. <laughs> yeah, I got told off for that. Never mind. Um, yeah. <laughs> So, so yeah, so that was the, so we also have a promo because uh, the trailer is slightly longer than the promo. The, the, the trailer is um, uh, a good minute and a bit long, maybe a bit longer than that. Uh, but the promo is 30 seconds and it's basically a shorter version of, of uh, Dan's. Um, uh, <laughs> I just keep saying, keep cutting bits out and cutting bits out until I got it down to 30 seconds. <laughs> it was one minute long to start with. I thought, oh, am I going to lose 30 seconds out of this? So, so now it's hey, the Malaro. The Malari will just took over. That's, that's, that's right. It, it, just, it basically just says it was the dawn of. Just listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> it was the dawn of a Via, Get me a drink. <laughs> Perfect. So no, it worked out okay in the end. So, uh, oh. so we now have a promo. We have a, the trailer which we which we've just played. So we're all ready to go. We have uh, recorded, I think it's about four episodes, which we start uh, with, and we explain this in the, in the first show, to be fair. Um, we actually do start with uh, the podcast introduction, then The Gathering, which is the pilot uh, film. Um, and then we move on to a watch order, which we will explain in our first podcast. So there you go. Yeah. We've done it. We've and announced it. It's all official now. Nice. It's all very official. Now That's we have it. to do it. And now I think Dan needs to wrap up this episode. <laughs> That's right. I think so. Yeah, I think it's time to finish. So our special is gone and the grease in the box is cold and we hope you're full to the brim. So join us for more slices of life in the next special delivery of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. We've been today please leave a tip at the door by subscribing for future deliveries rate and review our service and we hope you come back for more helpings next time you can find us on facebook twitter instagram tumblr and tiktok by searching for the cosmic pizza podcast if you would like to send us an mp3 file 
can email us on cosmicpizzapodcast at hotmail.com and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Cosmic Pizza Podcast. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.